new philosophy of, of doing business is that if you can't be giving back from the beginning, then I don't want to be part of it. And, and the way I look at it is that if we're not giving when we're not making a lot of money, then there's, we're probably not going to want to be giving when we're making a lot of money. So let's, let's do it from the beginning. And, and I wish and I hope that more companies will uh, start thinking like this and, and uh, build their companies around conservation or, or other great causes that they want to support. They came faster than we were expecting, and like one after the next, like a like a river, they came jumping over the fence, like probably 20 yards from us. And <laughs> in order to to not be detected, we were like face down in the dirt and in the bushes, and we were trying to like belly crawl. We we're kind of in the middle of, of the open field at this point. We we're trying to get closer to the bushes, and uh, turns out we were spent like maybe 10, 15 minutes there trying to hold our breath and and just hunker down and. At one point, I left over, and my buddy Brandon, his loaded shotgun was pointing directly at my face. The meat is amazing. In some areas, like more coastal, where they're where the bears are eating fish and and stuff like that, it, it can be not so good. But where we are, especially in the spring, bears are eating grass and and all sorts of other fresh stuff. So the meat is amazing. Like the biggest thing that we like, guys that have never hunted bear before, when we do the Brandon will do the orientation at the beginning of the week or whatever, and and. Uh, He'll tell them as a kid, you won't hear him coming, and that nobody believes him because it's a, a 200 or 300 or 400 pound bear coming through the thick bush. You're, you think you're going to hear it, but nope. you never do. You just look to the right, and oh, there's a bear 15 yards away. Yep. Like, how the heck did he get there? Hey guys, real quick before we get into this episode, I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, go give us a review on iTunes. Can't stress it enough, it's really, really important for me to help keep this free and to help me keep it going. Next, get involved with your hunting rights. Go join Howlful Wildlife. Super simple, takes a couple minutes, you can even do the free membership, I don't care, but be involved. Lastly, I want you to do yourself a favor and up your shooting game, go get you some Phoenix shooting bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%. That's all I got for you. Let's get into this episode. Hi, welcome to Days and Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. Today, uh, we're going to talk to my buddy, Will, the rover. And uh, Will is, uh, he's an interesting cat. I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, actually, I'm going to have him give you guys a little rundown about himself and then we'll, uh, we'll get to it. You bet. How's it going? Good, man hanging in there good oh it's good to be on so yeah about myself i'm a father of, of four boys the youngest was born about a month ago so uh Congrats. hectic time in our household but a lot of fun <laughs> and uh yeah husband been married for seven years now i'm 26 so you can do the math i got married when i was real young seven and married uh, for seven years and you got four kids already <laughs> holy shit bro yeah 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 it's uh it's a lot of fun. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's a blast. Four boys. We were hoping for a girl, but uh, I think we're we're done with four boys now. So we'll go from there. And yeah, so I um, I've been only hunting since I was eighteen, so maybe eight years ago. As a um, hate the term, but adult onset hunter or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. My family never hunted. I never uh, I never was involved. I didn't really do much in the outdoors as a kid well, other than work but yeah I really got into hunting when I was 18 my wife actually got me into it which is kind of an interesting 
story. Her family was into it and I wasn't. So I kind of came into the family as a non-hunter and, and uh, now I do a lot more than my wife does. And then also we, I own a half of a hunting outfitter in, in Manitoba where we do guided black bear hunts called Bear Track Outfitters. Nice. Which goes kind of hand in hand with your other business, right? Yes, exactly. So, And then out of that, the outfitter came Bear Beans Coffee, which is what we're talking about today. And uh, that started about two years ago now as a way to uh, kind of stay involved with the outdoor industry when, when COVID kind of shut our outfitter down for a couple of years. And as a way to give back to the hunting community as well, which is something I've, I've always liked to do with any business I've been part of is to have some sort of giving back aspect to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, let's, uh, let's kind of dive into that since we're talking about it right now. Let's kind of explain yeah. exactly what you're doing. So, uh, Bear Beans Coffee and, um, well, I'll let you take it from there. I'm going to. Yeah. So with, uh, with Bear Beans, I started it as, uh, like I said, as a way to kind of stay involved with the outdoor community and, and, uh, I'm a, a coffee addict. So I figured coffee was a good business to get into. And, uh, I was only a, a mediocre quality coffee drinker at, at, until I started this business, which is kind of, kind of delved into good coffee. And now I, I can't stand coffee. That's not good quality, which is a, a blessing and a curse. So they go to visit people and they serve me their coffee and it's like, Oh, this is i uh, I'll drink it, but, but I'll, uh, I'll try to smile through it. So yeah, we have, I found some really good quality coffee suppliers to, uh, and, uh, yeah, we ship in bear beans coffee all across North America for the last year and a half or so, or two years total. And recently we, uh, we started getting an idea of, of how I could support conservation faster or better or more significantly. And we started conservation partnerships with uh, a couple organizations, including Halper Wildlife. Yes, yes, and we appreciate that. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, so sure. basically, you have Halper Wildlife Coffee. <laughs> it's packaged as Halper yeah. Wildlife, and um, yeah, and a portion of the of the profit goes to directly to Halper Wildlife as a donation. So, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So the the way I have it set up is that, um, yeah, it's, it's branded with how for wildlife. So it's, it's bear beans coffee, but it's, it's in a package with how for wildlife on it. And almost a hundred percent of the profits go straight to how for wildlife, uh, bear beans coffee. Like my company takes a small chunk just for organizing it and, and setting it up in the background just to, to pay the bills. But uh, the vast majority of the profits goes straight to Howl. And I figured instead of me trying to make the money and then give it back to conservation, why not just do it right at the beginning and uh, and make the partnership right up front instead of, of me having to spend years and years building a business and then finally being able to contribute. Now I can do it from day one, which is, I, I thought it was a pretty cool way of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of people out there looking at things that way. And that's, uh, that's huge. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. That's my new philosophy of, of doing business is that if we can't, we can't be giving back from the beginning, then, then I don't want to be part of it. And, and the way I look at it is that if we're not giving when we not making a lot of money, then there's, we're probably not going to want to be giving when we're making a lot of money. So let's, let's do it from the beginning. And, and I wish, and I hope that more companies will, uh, start thinking like this and, and, uh, 
build their companies around conservation or, or other great causes that they want to support. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be so huge to have all the manufacturers thinking like that, you know, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you can imagine how much that would be and oh, how, yeah. how, how far that could go. I know some Absolutely. of the projects, and I know some of the projects that we're looking at are like, you know, millions <laughs> and millions and millions of dollars. And there's like no way we can even oh, yeah. do that. But if we had some exactly. place like this where, you know, hunters would support those companies that supported us and mm -hmm. it would just be a huge, it'd be a huge thing. Exactly. No, I, I, I'm very passionate about this kind of stuff and I, I'm hoping as time goes on, I can, I can get more people onto this way of thinking because I mean, I'm small player in, in business or, and in contributing right now, but if you see all the attacks that are going on on hunting in, uh, just across our own country, the U S and, and Canada, people are coming after hunters hard and, and, uh, we got to stick together as much as we can. I'm biased because I'm one of them, but if, if we can support the companies that support the, our way of life and our, our lifestyle and our passion of outdoors and conservation and wildlife, then I think that's the only way it's going to work because it's, uh, yeah, if, if we can all help each other, that's, I think that's, that's how we're going to win. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Well, real quick, before we leave this topic, where can listeners go and check out the coffee and purchase some? Yeah. So, um, on the website is just bearbeans.com, Nice and easy. And you'll find on the top menu, there's a conservation partnerships tab and it's a drop down and it, it'll how for wildlife is one of the tabs there. And uh, you can go right on that, that page. There's two coffee options right now. There's the regular coffee, the dark roast that you can get whole bean or ground. And, and then there's also the new single serve coffee. That's a coffee in a tea bag that, uh, that's ideal for if you're out in the bush or you need something lightweight don't want to carry too much gear with you when you're on your, uh, your hiking trips. That's the coffee to coffee of choice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I have you on today also to, uh, to share some good hunting stories. So, uh, if you would, <laughs> you bet. Why don't you share with me your, uh, I don't know, maybe your favorite. Yeah. So, or... Yeah. One of my, uh, one of the most exciting or, or, crazy things that it was actually the first time that I went hunting with my current business partner at bear track. His name is Brandon. And, uh, we used to own a dairy farm in Manitoba for a bunch of years. And I, I became friends with them out there through our church. And, uh, we were both into hunting and whatever else. That's how we kind of became friends. And we were out deer hunting actually in the back of our field. And we were crawling along the fence row and it was probably about 50 white-tailed does in the field over mm -hmm. and we were trying to sneak to a spot where we could get a good vantage point of when they would be coming over the fence and we would be able to hopefully catch any bucks that were coming along behind them but uh anyways they came faster than we were expecting and like one after the next like a like a river they came jumping over the fence like probably 20 yards from us and <laughs> in order to to not be detected we were like face down in the dirt and in the bushes and we we're trying to like belly crawl we we're kind of in the middle of, of the open field at this point we we're trying to get closer to the bushes and uh turns out we were spent like maybe 10 15 minutes there trying to hold our breath and and just hunker down and 
at one point I looked over and my buddy Brandon's his loaded shotgun was pointing directly at my face because it's just the way that we ended up. So I love telling this story as to how we started our, uh, our business relationship was with his gun pointed at my face. So I was, uh, that was kind of crazy. We didn't end up uh, getting anything that day, but that was definitely some excitement. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy to me when I'm guiding how often I find a barrel pointed in my direction. <laughs> I, yeah, I just did absolutely. a two-day predator guiding trip with four guys, and I found myself telling them constantly, hey, watch where you're pointing at that thing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's starting to make me think, like, maybe I should just not let them carry the guns out. <laughs> do what I do with my do what oh. I with my kids. I like carry it to the spot, and then yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. No, this situation scary. was uh, it wasn't anything we could avoid with the the, the shotgun in my face. But yeah, it's, that's so true. And uh, a little bit maybe jump into our our outfitting a tiny bit. My business partner Brandon, he has a lot more crazy stories to tell because he's uh, he actually runs the show there. And he's the main guide himself too. But uh, one of the stories from this this past fall that he told me just recently was uh, a, one of our hunters shot a wolf, and the guy came back to camp and and uh, told Brandon that he had shot a wolf, and nobody believed him because I think that was the first wolf we've ever shot there in in four years. So we're like, yeah, right. That was we were bugging him. It's like, oh, it was probably just a a dog from somebody that you shot and <laughs> giving him a hard time. But uh, Anyways, he's like, no, no, I for sure shot a wolf. So all the guys went out there, a couple of the guides and a couple of the hunters to look for this thing. And they spent a bunch of hours beating around in the bush and they, they found a blood trail. So they're like, okay, you did actually shoot it. And they were still giving him a hard time. He's like, oh, you probably shot one of the, the neighbor's dogs or something. And and uh, <laughs> this guy was adamant that he had shot a wolf. Anyways, they spent like the whole afternoon looking for it and they didn't find a thing. So... They're about to give up, and then they they followed the, they found the blood trail again after after hours of searching. And uh, Brandon he stood up on a log to go look overlook like a bit of a meadow that was there, and then he heard someone the guys behind him were trying to call him softly, and he's like Brandon Brandon, and right below him the wolf was underneath the log, so he had to <laughs> he had to carefully back off the log. And Jesus. the wolf was still alive there, so they they had to uh, they had to shoot it again. Uh, he almost stepped right on a live wolf, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine that. What what kind of uh, how that would have went <laughs> if you would have if oh, you would have actually physically stepped yeah, on him? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And the wolves up here are are massive too. They're probably like like twice the size of a big dog. Yeah, I had. Um... In BC, I was, where was I? I was up by a town called Caroline. I was moose hunting. Okay. Moose hunting up there. And sitting in a tree stand, actually, mm-hmm. um, I had both a deer tag and a, actually I had 
I had a mule deer tag. I think I had a white tail tag and a moose tag and a wolf oh, tag. Nice. And a wolf tag. And I'm sitting there in this tree stand and here comes this little buck flying over the ridge and he's just running tongue hanging out just like, oh my God, you could tell he's just totally gassed. And I look up above him and here comes over, crossing over a pack of wolves right after him. He runs. Oh, wow. He runs by I me. Mean, I was bow hunting, so he was a little, little bit out of my range. <laughs> and here come all these wolves and I, I try to get one to stop. And I think I took a, it wasn't a super, super long shot, but it was like a 60 yard shot of one, a one wolf that stopped and, uh, and he jumped it. He jumped the arrow. Um, or yeah. he ducked it. I should say he didn't jump it, man. But Jesus, they were freaking big, big sons of bitches. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's crazy. You don't realize how big a wolf actually is until you see one up close and personal. Yeah. On pictures, they look like, oh, it's just like a, like a coyote or, or a big dog, but it's a whole, whole nother animal. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, some of them are what, like 200 pounds? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they can get real big. Absolutely. We found pals of, 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 uh, of wolf poop out in the bush that has black bear fur in it. So either they're, they're digging them out in the winter of their dens and killing them there or they'll they'll track them down with the uh with a pack and actually take them down but uh that that would be crazy to see something like that go down a, a black bear fighting off a pack of wolves yeah i've i hate used to have this oh i still have it i gotta find it but i don't know if you're familiar with uh marty stauffer uh, he's a okay he was uh the host of was called wild America. I believe it was called and okay. it was real popular in the early eighties. So before your time, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm not familiar. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but he had all this amazing footage of stuff like that. And <clears throat> he had this one where the wolves and the wolves and the bears were f- like fighting and whatnot. And like, it was pretty, wow. pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy to watch. Actually, one of my favorite ones was here. It was a video he had here in Arizona of a Kawatamundi fending off a jaguar. Wow! Yeah, it's pretty nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, it's, just, it's just hard to imagine anything that that could take down a bear just because of how powerful they are. Like even a, a small bear up mm-hmm. in Manitoba, where we uh we bait them so we have these 55 gallon drums full of of bait of trail mix and all the other stuff that we use as bait and uh it's crazy how a small bear like even a 150 pound bear can come and and knock this barrel over with just one swipe of his paws like that's some unreal power that they have it's crazy yeah for sure it's um i've heard it compared you know to humans pound for pound it's like three times the strength per pound oh yeah of a human oh i would i would 100 percent believe that it's yeah. uh I don't know. It sounds like that. I know there was some. I, I got. I wish I had it in front of me because right now I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't remember exactly what it was, but <laughs> I know it was substantial. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's crazy. You see the uh, when we will skin. We skin a lot of bears in a in a season from all of our clients, and you just see the the muscle on their shoulders and their forearms. It's like 
no wonder that they're so strong. It's the things are, are phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have problems like being able to eat the meat where, where you guys are hunting? No, no, we actually, the meat on our bears is, is amazing. We have that. That's probably the most common question that I ever get asked about from anyone about bear hunting is can you eat it? And, and most people turn up their nose and you say that we, that we do, but mm-hmm. in our areas anyways, the meat is amazing in some areas like more coastal where they're, where the bears are eating fish and, and stuff like that. It, it can be not so good, but where we are, especially in the spring, bears are eating grass and, and all sorts of other fresh stuff. So the meat is amazing. Like we, we eat it in, in all kinds of stuff. My wife makes stew and meatballs and everything else you can imagine with bear meat. And it's, it's great. Nice. Yeah. So everywhere that I've hunted here in the lower 48, I guess, um, I've, yeah, I've always been able to eat bear or whoever I was hunting with or whatever the case may be. It was all, I went one time to Quebec Okay. And, and I was told that we could not eat the bears. Interesting. This is after I shouldn't huh. I should have asked before I went hunting there, but I didn't. And then I <laughs> did and I and I actually killed both two bear, both both bear that I had tagged for, and mm-hmm. we weren't able to Well, for one, we weren't able to take the meat with us, but we were also told that they couldn't eat it. Now I, that's why every time I talk to somebody that's from Canada because I'm trying to find that's, out if that's just something they just didn't want to deal with or, 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 or what yeah, the case was, but yeah, something about parasites. I don't know. I mean, I, we know trichinosis is a big thing in bears and you just gotta, you know, cook it out of them. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. You do got to You do got to cook it proper, but yeah, that's weird. Maybe it was a, a localized area where they were having problems or something, but we've never had problems with that. And most of our hunters take, take a lot of meat back with them. Um, and it's no problem getting across the border or anything like that. As long as it's 30 days from when you shot it, then you can, you can take anything you want down across the border again. So it's strange. Oh, that's cool. That's, I've, I've, I haven't actually hunted. Yeah. In, it's been, it's been quite some time since I hunted in Canada, actually. Probably, well, that wolf one was my, that uh, story I just told was, I think that was the last time I was there. When was that? Okay. It's probably huh, have to fix that. 16, 16 years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, It was before I was married. Yeah. It was before I was Easier married. Easier to do those kind of things then. Yeah. I'm lucky in that sense. I, my wife uh, is pretty good about me and the hunting thing. She knows what she got herself into when oh, she yeah. married me. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it's got to be it's at least even just the time, though, to... Yeah. So... Huh. Oh, that's a, that's a, it's a long time. I've got to, uh, remedy that for you in the near future. Yeah. I've been wanting to, it's, um, <laughs> it's definitely been on the list to get back up there and do something. I was actually just planning something with, uh, with Kevin toy. He's, uh, he has a podcast, a focused hunting podcast in okay. Canada. Yeah. And, uh, and we were talking about putting together, this was, I was probably right about this time last year we were talking about it, putting together a moose hunt up there together. And then I drew moose, okay. in, drew moose in Montana. So, uh, that, oh, went, I see. that went out the door. I, I'm not complaining by any means, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I've tried a couple of times to put something together up there. I just happened to get, so nice. that would have been NBC then or what? You know what? To be honest with you, I don't think we got that far along. <laughs> 
I found that pretty quick oh, okay. thereafter. I see. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, Kevin is in BC, isn't he? I think he is. You know, I never, I, I don't think I asked him. Um, okay. I think so. I, I, I have, I do follow his podcast and stuff and I'm pretty sure he's up here. I, I also live in BC. Our outfitter is in Manitoba, but I live in BC in the South, like real, real close to the, the U S border, right close to the coast as well. Okay, cool. So, in the outfitting business, you're, you're, it's all primarily bears, or do you guys uh, do other species? Yeah, it's mostly bears. We have um, we have a fairly large area that we're allocated to uh, to guide bears on, and then we also do a little bit of uh, whitetail and waterfowl hunting, mostly uh, mostly Canada geese. But bear is definitely our our biggest one. I think uh, COVID was was a a real bad one for for all of us Canadian outfitters, just with getting people up here across the border. So the last couple of years has been hard for uh, pretty much all Canadian outfitters, anyone that I've talked to or or heard from, anyways. But uh, thankfully, this year it's all seeming to be somewhat back to normal. So really uh, thankful for that. Yeah, I have a buddy of mine that is. I think I don't remember if he lives there. I know he guides in New Brunswick. Okay. Man, he he said lockdown over there was just freaking absolutely nuts, and um, <laughs> like, cause he's a he's a salmon fisherman, I believe, and then a okay. gu- guides in the you know guides in the fall and winter, and then and then he's on a fishing yeah. rig, and he's like he was like literally locked in his house for a year and a half or whatever, and just couldn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it it was crazy here. Some provinces worse than worse than others, but uh, I think like ninety nine percent of our our clients on the from the outfit are are Americans, so it really uh, really put a hit on us for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the, um, as far as I know, most of the outfitters up here cater to mostly Americans, just because for uh, anyone who's a Canadian citizen, doesn't make much sense to to go through an outfitter here. Um, unless you're real short on time or, or anything, just cause it's so, we have so many opportunities here to just go and hunt anywhere. Like I'm right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm looking over like one of the most beautiful rivers in, uh, like 500 kilometers around here. And one of my buddies shot a bear like 10 minutes up the road here. So it's not like we have to go travel long distances to, uh, to go hunt. That's for sure. What other species are you hunting yourself personally over there? Mostly black bear and mule deer that's what I've, I've gotten into in the last couple of years. Anyways, I've tried for, for moose, but I, uh, haven't found anyone that's willing to take me and I, I've had zero experience moose hunting. So one of the things I got to learn in the next couple of years, but we've been consistent with black bears. Just that's, that's what I know. So it's, and, uh, have a lot of fun. We can hunt them in the spring and the fall. So, and we can get two tags per year. So we try to space it out. So we get enough hunting in the, the spring and the fall season, which is, is pretty cool. I don't have to wait a whole year every time before I can go hunting again. Yeah. What, uh, what's the, the deer situation look like? Cause that kind of, I mean, I like hunting bear. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like mm-hmm. to travel that much to go hunt bear. Um, but mule yeah. deer, <laughs> mule deer is very, very different <laughs> thing for me. Like I would, I would definitely, uh, what kind of uh, caliber of mule deer are we talking about? 
this past year, all I shot was a doe, but I had very limited amount of time to go hunting and, and it just, that's the way it worked out. But last year, my cousin, he shot a absolutely giant four pointer up in the area where we normally go, which is about three hours North of here. And yeah, they're, they're out there. If you can spend enough time, it's, it's just, we have a lot of pressure in anywhere within a, a five hour drive, just because all our population of, of people here is, is all down on the South end of the province. So anywhere, if you don't drive super far, then there's a lot of pressure, but, but they're absolutely out there. If you, if you put it in enough work and we see big deer every year, it's just, getting to them is is extremely difficult nice now are you and it, it, primarily it's mostly putting in the time <clears throat> is it primarily like a glass and stalk type thing or are you yeah okay yeah that, that's that's pretty much all we can do here just to most of the terrain that we or that i hunted or have hunted in is is super steep and and uh like big big country so we'll get up to some high spot and and spend half a day glassing and then we don't see anything we'll, we'll carry on try a different spot the next day kind of thing cool yeah i was uh my last experience over there was it was super super dense big timber, <clears throat> timbered area glassing was probably uh i mean i did a little bit of glassing but mostly i haunted out of tree stands and there was these like okay for lack of better terminology, like mineral licks, they were like these okay. yeah. natural seeps that came out that had minerals in them, kind of like a mm. spring, like a little, Okay, and, yeah. um, you know, deer and elk and moose would come drink out of there and huh. lick on the rocks and whatever. So, um, Oh, cool. Yeah. That was my last experience, but I'd love to do like a straight up spot and stalk type deal. Um, Oh Yeah. Are you yeah, there's some rifle cool hunting to do here. Um, I've done both. I this past year I I shot with the rifle, and the the year before I drew back on on a real big three pointer a muley, and it was like 25 yards, but it was in the trees, and I just I just couldn't get a good angle, so I unfortunately had to uh, let that one go. But yeah, uh, we can do both here for sure. For bow hunting, I think the season opens 10 days early for. Uh, for mule deer and for bear, uh-huh. for bow only. So there's definitely an advantage of uh, of going with bow before the the gunshots are are echoing through the woods. Sure, one and one is opening day. Depends on the region, but right where I'm at, for black bear opens April 15, and then goes till June 15, I believe. Okay. And then in the fall, it opens uh, August 15, and then it goes for quite a long time. I don't know the exact date, but it's sometime in. November that it's done. And then for mule deer, um, it's very region specific, but where I'm at here, I believe it opens September 1st for bow uh-huh. and then till the 10th, till the 10th. And then on the 10th opens for a rifle. Oh, wow. Cool. Of September. And then it goes for, um, it goes quite a long time right where I'm at here in this, this specific region. It goes till December 10th. But uh, again, it's very, very region to region specific. Yeah. What, when did they shed their velvet? Um, it's it's sometime in September. Again, it's it really depends. Um, the one that I seen was like early October. The big the buck that I drew back on with my bow, uh-huh. and it, was, it definitely didn't have velvet. That was also quite far north. So, mm-hmm. um, again, everything's really dependent on the the elevation here. Okay. 
just because it fluctuates so much. Like I'm almost at sea level, and then where we hunt is is a couple thousand feet higher, just the bottoms of the valleys. Never mind the tops. So, mm. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Winter winter is over here for a while already, but you drive drive about an hour in any direction, and winter's still still heavy going for for a bit. So the weather and and climate is really really different. Interesting. Very interesting. I, yeah. Cause when you said that uh, rifle season starts in September, I was like, wow, is there a possibility to get a mule deer with a rifle in velvet, possibly maybe even <laughs> with a rifle. That's kind yeah, of cool. It would probably be possible in some areas, but mostly it, it's, it's open that early in areas that are like extremely difficult to either get into or, or there's just not a lot of deer there. Mm. Gotcha. And here everything's broke. I don't know how it works um, where you're at, but it's all broken up into really, really tiny sections, and each one has completely different uh, different dates and all that. So it's it's hard to say it opens a certain date and closes a certain date because it's all different. Ten four. Yeah, we have forty some odd units here in Arizona specifically. Okay, and typically the dates all coincide with each other. There's some one-offs and some units that have different different dates and yeah. whatever seasons whatever but it's uh for the most part uh, the whole state opens up about the same time for you know a oh, yeah. hunt or archer archery is definitely this the whole, the whole state's the same there's some couple okay. exclusions that are uh draw only archery but the over-the-counter stuff is all yeah is all the same Hmm. so interesting yeah and in manitoba for the the bear hunting it also opens april 15 but up where we are which is three hours north of winnipeg the the major city in that province it's winter for quite a bit longer yet so we don't start hunting until um first second week of may usually just because we try to go in the bush and there's three four feet of snow yet so oh yeah even with tracks on our quads we can't even get in there so yeah that's it's it's just a a weather thing otherwise we would start earlier but how are the mosquitoes is that like ridiculous storm beer fire <laughs> season or what mosquitoes <laughs> and black flies they can be yeah for sure yeah. it's uh it, it could be real bad some years it it really depends on how wet the winter is and we've had some years where you hardly notice them and some years where if you're not covered up wholly you're you're just eaten alive yeah so that uh quebec trip that i was telling you about I was wearing literally the full bug suit. I looked like I was uh, like a bee, like a beekeeper or something. Yeah. You know, I had the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the mesh hood, the mesh shirt. And, yeah. And I was running the um, thermocells. They had just come out. Yeah. They were yeah. brand new. That was like a new okay. thermocell when I was there. And yeah. I literally felt between the black flies, the biting black flies. And, yeah. and the mosquitoes, I thought, for one, I was going to come home with, like, malaria or something. Or two, okay. um, they were going to carry me away. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, I can get hairy out here. Brutal. For sure. Brutal. I remember yeah. shooting my bear and waiting till the very last second to pull my my hood up, you know, to draw back and, and make my <laughs> shot. And I was yeah. like got destroyed for that whatever 30 seconds it was that i had it all literally got destroyed 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I I only had one <laughs> yeah, other time. No, sure. One other time, but wasn't in Canada. It was in Florida. It was uh, two couple October's ago, and okay, they were. I was wearing my ultralight merino uh, from Sitka. It's like paper thin. Yeah. You could like see through it. And yeah. I was wearing gloves and, you know, my face wasn't covered, but I had, you know, long sleeves, gloves and everything. And they were biting yeah. me through the shirt when I got back. It looked like a pin cushion. <laughs> I had like 200 different mosquito bites on my back. I was oh. like, oh my God. Yeah. That, Zika virus. That can really, uh, really ruin a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. Pretty brutal shit. Huh. I, I do not like mosquitoes. Yeah. I do not like bugs. Period. I'm not a. I'm not a bug guy. I, I, no, and it it it's also it's really dependent on uh, on where you're at. But I, our outfitter in Manitoba, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it'll be like a couple of weeks where it's just ridiculous, and then it's like it just turns off and they're gone. And the, usually the tail end of the season is is like just a breeze, or it'd be whenever it happens to be that year that they wake up or or hatch or whatever it is they it's just it's hell on earth it's ridiculous yeah yeah that's that doesn't sound like fun (laughs) (laughs) sitting sitting and waiting for bears to come in while you're getting eaten alive does not sound like fun to me but uh, (laughs) i've done it and i've obviously i've done it i've done it a couple times i just uh yeah now that i've done it it's not something I want to do again. I, I kind no, of, for sure. We've, I would uh, much rather be spotting, stalking, and doing stuff like that. But you know, yeah, it's definitely an experience. <laughs> it's definitely something. If a guy's never done it, he should go do it. You know, having a bear ten, fifteen yards away from you, like and oh, having the opportunity. Yeah, what to a like, thrill! Having the opportunity to like really look it over and. You know, mm-hmm. but and watch its movements. For sure. Man, I had, you know, sow and cubs come and just got to watch them interact and do all that. You know, lots of cool experiences, stuff that you wouldn't get if you were hunting in any, any different way. Exactly. And just amazed, amazed how ninja-like they <laughs> move. They're so freaking oh. quiet. Oh, my God. Like, I had this oh, one. it's come up from underneath me and he was sitting at the yeah. bottom, base of the tree that I was in and I didn't even know he was there until I was like, oh, there's a fucking bear right below me. What the hell? And uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. That's, that's it's nuts. crazy. It's the, like the biggest thing that we, like guys that have never hunted bear before, when we do the, Brandon will do the orientation at the beginning of the week or whatever and and uh, he'll tell them, like, yeah, you won't hear him coming and that nobody believes him because it's a, a 200 or 300 or 400 mm-hmm. pound bear coming to the thick bush. You're, you think you're going to hear it, but nope. you never do. You just look to the right and, Oh, there's a bear 15 yards away. Yep. Like how the heck did he get there? Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> and just the, like the speed that those things can move at. I was, I was sitting with a, a client once and just watching the bears at the bait and like a bigger bear will come in and the small ones will scatter. But, it's like you watch these bears that are either 150 or 200 pounds, the smaller ones, and the way that they move, like they're just like like monkeys on trees. It's just ridiculous that a, an animal that big can move that fast and that agilely. 
crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty nuts. And and then the fights too, like if a boar's on a bait and then another boar comes in, it's like, oh yeah, game on. It's pretty pretty intense. <laughs> pretty intense. Yeah, the craziest is when there's sow with cubs and then there's there's boars coming in, and that's how aggressive those sows get. We had a, a TV show that was filming. Um, they had a bunch of guys that were they were hunting in a bunch of different sites and. The one crew was together in a tree, uh, like a cameraman and a, a hunter. Mm-hmm. They got some sweet footage of it, but it was this this sow that was, that came in, and her cubs went into trees that were close by. Yeah, and these guys didn't didn't see them until like later. And this sow charged them like nine times. She charged a stand where she came flying out of the bushes as if she was ready to kill someone, and stopped at the base of their stand like over and over and over again. <laughs> Just unreal. That was nuts. Yeah, That's, I was, uh, was going to say, like, when I, 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 there was a boar that came when the the sub and the cub and the sows were there, or sow and the cubs were there, mm-hmm. and she made this noise, and they went running and ran up a tree, and she just sat yeah. there and waited for Oh, them. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Bears are crazy, and it's just, like, people who are not hunters and, and don't know anything about wildlife, they, they think bears are they're so cute, and they're so nice, but. I was watching this video the other day of these, these grizzlies up in Alaska and it's just a, a sow or a boar came along and killed both of the cubs on video Oof. and just so that he could get to the sow. And it's, it's man, that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's nature. Yeah. We, you, you see that, uh, anthropomorphication or whatever you want to call it of, uh, mm-hmm. of bears, especially more than anything. And for sure, there are, people are always talking about. And I say people, I don't know if I really consider them people, but the anti-hunting people are always talking about. Oh, you know, they have social structure, and they're more like you know. I'm like, what human do you know would go kill kids just to make the woman oh, come back? Just to make the woman come back into heat to breed her. Oh, it's just it's think savage. about that. Yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah. So, don't tell me social structure. Shut the f up. You know, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's not any sort of social structure that I I uh, think humans should be part of. Yeah. What do you guys see grizzlies there over there too, or no? No, not up, not at our outfitter actually. But in the, the northwest corner of Manitoba is, um, I believe, the only place in the world where there's grizzlies, polar bears, and black bears all in the same oh. area. Wow. Which is a kind of kind of cool and unique fact, yeah. but I've never been up that far north in in Manitoba. But that would be uh, that'd be quite something to see all all yeah. three types of bears in in one area. Sweet, it was like Battle Royale. That'd be badass. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, the grizzly bears are they're coming more and more um, east all the time. They're uh, they're starting to come down mm-hmm. and south into Manitoba. Actually, one was caught on a trail cam only like. I think it was about an hour, maybe an hour drive north of where we are. So in the next couple of years, I wouldn't be shocked to start seeing grizzlies on our trail cams, which I'm not super pumped about, but no, no. kind of cool, but, but not really. <laughs> it's it's cool, but not at the same time. Yeah. It's uh yeah, exactly. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard this many times. I don't know if you know the answer to it or not, but that a grizzly bear is more likely to attack a human 
but if a black bear attacks a human, it's going to attack you until you're dead. Or a grizzly bear will kind of like maul you, neutralize you, and then move on. I have not. I haven't. Like, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that because I don't know for sure. But yeah, I don't know it but, either. Uh, I don't know if I want to find out firsthand either. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's what no, I, that's what I've been told statistically. If a black bear ends up coming after you, he's coming after you. Yeah, you know, until you're dead or he's dead. And uh, yeah, yeah. You hear the <laughs> you hear people on the internet saying that oh yeah I could I could uh, fight off a bear and it's like. No freaking way! I think those those people have never even seen a video of a bear walking. Just you see a, a big bear walking, you can see the muscles on its shoulders and on its back. A cub will jack you up. A cub will jack you up. A 50 pound cub would mess up a human being like no other business. Oh, absolutely. So you see, uh, <laughs> people get people get jacked up from from house cats. Never mind a yeah, exactly. 150 or 200 pound bear. Uh huh. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm glad you came on and uh, chatted with me a little bit here, and I'm super happy to have you uh, helping out Halfa Wildlife. We need more guys like you. Absolutely. So, well, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's a blast to to talk hunting and and uh yeah the more people that that can uh if you drink coffee and and uh you like how for wildlife then there's a solution there that we go. have for <laughs> sure for sure so uh real quick one more time before we let you go just uh tell the listeners where they can uh buy the coffee and where they can uh follow you absolutely so my main social platform is instagram it's just bearbeans.coffee and the website bearbeans.com and again if you're looking for the how for wildlife specific coffee is on the, the main menu there's a conservation partnership tab and on the drop down is how for wildlife is one of the options so go there select uh, ground or whole bean whatever you're into or the single serve coffee for uh, for your backpacking people and and uh, support conservation with uh, the coffee that you drink awesomeness will thank you for coming on man appreciate you we need more guys like you out there and uh try to enjoy the rest of your day man awesome thank you john you're welcome hey guys thanks for checking out the show really appreciate you keep those reviews and those comments coming helps us keep this free do me a favor go check out phoenix shooting bags use promo code john stallone to save 20 percent, all one word and check out how for wildlife Thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next show.